Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome back to your favorite show, The Five Spot. Everyone is trying to recover from Christmas. Hopefully everyone had a safe and enjoyable Christmas with the kids, with the families with the grandparents, the in-laws, everybody that was involved. I definitely sure had a great time and Santa came to my house. And I'm sure Armando, Santa came to your house, coming down your your chimney. Hopefully he didn't eat any of your food because I know you were very excited about that. But let's dive right into the game of the, I just can't even say game of the weekend. Uh, the Monday night game, the exciting game with Baltimore Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson versus Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, my, uh, Kyle Shanahan, and the San Francisco 49ers did not disappoint. I was very excited to see how Baltimore was going to come out and respond to a team that's been hot right now. And I think when people looked at this game, they put a lot on the line as far as the MVP race was concerned. And only one person came out, I thought. Uh, standing strong amongst the others, and that being Lamar Jackson. Armando, when you watched this game, were you impressed more with the Baltimore Ravens of how they approached this game and how they played, or were you disappointed more from the San Francisco 49ers? Well, so first of all, uh, you forgot to mention in-laws at Christmas <laughs> and outlaws, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Uh, because some of us tend to lean in that direction <laughs> when people show up to our house. Uh, just saying. Also, I live in Florida, man. Uh, we don't have chimneys, okay? We don't have fireplaces. We don't need no freaking fireplaces in Florida. We need 10-ton air conditioners, okay? So there's that. Um, just wanted to worry, <laughs> set the record straight, you know, show. So I just wanted to go there. Dude, the, the MVP race is, it, <laughs> yeah. Remember last week when we talked, was it last week or the week before when we talk about Dak Prescott getting on the train out of town? I'm glad <laughs> you said it. Um, the next station as Dak was trying to accommodate himself to a seat on that, we're leaving the MVP race train. Brock Purdy gets on board. <laughs> Bye, Brock. <laughs> See you, dude. <laughs> we, we considered you for a long time, and you were maybe even a favorite in the MVP race, but... Four interceptions on Christmas night on national television in the biggest game of the year against the best team that you faced is a meltdown. And I am personally, and I can only speak for myself because remember in this country, it's one man 
15 votes, depending on where you live. Um, I, I, I'm going to have a hard time voting for Brock Purdy seeing that. I, I just, I don't know. I can't. And I would have a hard time with the Christian McCaffrey thing too, by the way, because I didn't see him do nothing. Uh, so does that leave us with Lamar Jackson? Yeah, maybe. Absolutely. I, you know, when I looked at the Christian McCaffrey thing, I think he still had nine rushes, which uh, to me was appalling because, you know, you got to find a way to get the ball in his hands. And I think Kyle Shanahan uh, got a little pass happy when he seen man coverage instead of trying to still establish a tempo on offense. I believe he had nine, nine carries for maybe 80 yards or 84 yards, I believe. Uh, so I've seen something to that effect. But uh, I, I look at this San Francisco football team, and I begin to wonder because what is their true identity? You know, and that, that's the thing that really kind of stands out to me because if Trent Williams is out, that is a problem for them running the football, and that is obviously a pa a, a passing uh, trouble for, for them as well. And, and so – I look at Brock Purdy, and, I mean, Hamilton had a great game. Hamilton looked like he was an all-pro safety out there, uh, you know, getting a few interceptions on defense for the Baltimore Ravens. Their defense was flying around. I love their linebacking core in Baltimore with uh, Queen and, you know, and, and the rest of their crew. But uh, Jadavian Clowney has seemed to now uh, have, have re resurgence of, of life uh, coming off the edge and getting to the quarterback. But I look at it as more of a big story for Baltimore than the San Francisco 49ers. At some point, we felt like San Francisco was going to hit a wall. We just didn't know when it was going to be because their schedule uh, did not, in my eyes, didn't permit that. But obviously playing Baltimore uh, put everything out on the line. But Baltimore, to me, on offense, there were a lot of big questions. What type of offense do they want? Would it be more of Lamar Jackson? running the football, and, you know, throwing on the run. To me, it seems like this offense was predicated off of him sitting in the pocket, going through his reads, understanding and trusting the guys up front of making their blocks and just getting the ball out. Now, a few throws that he made were a little bit unconventional where it seems like he's relying so much on the sidearm throw, uh, which a lot of balls got batted down or they were just kind of inaccurate instead of just actually throwing the football. But I was impressed more with LeBar Jackson in the pocket uh, than I was outside of the pocket. Yeah, and you know how we talk about how this is a week-to-week -week league, right? Uh, what is true this week may not be true next week, and what right. was true last week we didn't we don't even remember because it's not true this week. Um, and by the way, Christian McCaffrey had a hundred yards, a hundred and three or something like that. Still, totally. uh, not a yeah. not a factor. Um, so right now, today, the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the NFL. Uh, right. I don't, I don't think anyone can come away from that game and decide, yeah, they're, they're, they're okay. No, no, no. They, they took the 49ers, put them over their knees, put their pants down and started slapping them like this, like the meme. And <laughs> I don't I don't see where they had a I mean where is that weakness on that team? And by the way, we're talking about this now. They're on a short week and they play the Dolphins. 
and they're on a short week and they play the Dolphins coming back to the East Coast from San Francisco. So as we tape this on Tuesday morning, they probably arrived home like, you know, an hour or two ago. Uh, it, it's a wild it's a wild week for them. Uh, it's going to be a challenge for them. And I don't know that they'll be the best team in the NFL next week. But right now, I, I was – it felt like a Super Bowl only in the fact that it was a blowout. <laughs> Remember years ago, you, you got all this hype about the Super Bowl, and then the two teams got on the field and it was a big clunker? That's how <laughs> it felt to me yesterday. Well, again, like like you talked about for the Baltimore Ravens, yes, they play the Miami Dolphins, but one thing I can say, at least in Miami, Lamar Jackson plays well in Miami. Now, as far as in Baltimore is concerned, I think uh, Mike McDaniels and, and uh, Tua also understand the magnitude of this game against Baltimore because beating the Cowboys really didn't answer the question if they can beat a winning football team. This would definitely solidify their answers if they can play well versus a winning football team. Uh, and Tariq Hill gets another week of recovery from that ankle. So that definitely will help. Now, we don't know as far as what Waddle's situation is concerned because he was injured in his last game versus the Cowboys. So we'll see uh, leading up into our next show uh, the reports of, of his injury concerns. But I, I just think for the Baltimore Ravens, they put themselves in a great position one. Uh, but they're still battling in the North. Uh, I just think overall, when it comes to looking where the AFC is at this point, uh, they stand amongst themselves, I believe, uh, from all the rest. And I don't know if I can really say that for the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC, because in the NFC right now, the Philadelphia Eagles are still coming from behind and haunting them. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have a chance, depending on what happens with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, in the East. But who do you think ends up at the end of it all winning that number one seed in the NFC? Yeah, the NFC is clearly the lesser conference right now, in my opinion. Right. Uh, because all of the teams, they, they're flawed. And yesterday, uh, San Francisco took it on the nose. Uh, having taken it on the nose, I would say, <laughs> I would say to you that they are able to get back up, and my guess is that they will. And my other guess is that they're still the best team in the NFC. Mm -hmm. uh, just because you lose to the Baltimore Ravens at home in a blowout where your quarterback stinks up the entire atmosphere with four interceptions and your defense doesn't – is you know, they're on skates against Lamar Jackson and – you're a terrible disappointment and your best player on the field was Sam Darnold and it sucked for you. Doesn't mean you can't come back at some point and say, no, we're, 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 we're fine. Look, the Dallas Cowboys, they had a victory right in their hands against the, against the dolphins. And they gave up the winning drive, the field goal winning drive, the Philadelphia Eagles, they should curb stomp the New York Giants. The New York Giants are not a good team, and yet here they are struggling to, to win that game. And the Giants had great, great fight in them. They're right. a very well-coached team, and they put up a good fight. 
is a good game, which it shouldn't be if you're the Eagles. So you've got three teams that basically eh, didn't perform in the NFC. And, and so I would say nothing's changed. Uh, I don't believe the Cowboys on the road and they may have to go on the road in the playoffs. They can't win on the road. They have proven that they can't. Um, the Eagles still have those issues struggling to beat a five and nine team and the 49ers got, got rolled. So I'm going to go with the rolled because rolls are yummy. I'm sure you add a little bit of a uh, butter on your rolls, but in this regard, <laughs> I, I, I look at, I look at where San Francisco has it and the remaining of their schedule obviously allows them to get back on the horse a little bit. I worry about the Philadelphia Eagles because the Philadelphia Eagles offensively to me just looks so inconsistent. They don't run the football consistently. Uh, DeAndre Swift to me is not utilized the right way uh, by running the football, getting north and south. It seems like every time he's, he's carrying the football is east and west. Uh, but when he does go north and south, he picks up big yards for him. I think Gainwell shown that he can catch the ball out of the you know backfield and help them out. Uh, Jalen Hurst just doesn't look the same as last year. Not to say that he's he's terrible or awful, uh, but I think he took a step back from last year, and that was expected in my eyes. But their offense doesn't doesn't seem to click uh, at the right time. Now that interception, that pick six that he threw. Obviously, Dallas Goddard fell, and that's what led to that interception. But offensively, it was long drives, field goals, long drives, pick six, long drive, field goal, long drive, field goal. There was no touchdowns uh, by the Philadelphia Eagles in that second half of, of being able to put the game away, which allowed the Giants uh, at the end and Tyrod Taylor to have a chance to win. Um, I mean, prime example, they had one play, the Giants, where Waller, Darren Waller, was wide open, but Tyrod Taylor wasn't able to turn his shoulders, scrambling left, to get him the ball. He threw it short, which probably would have led to another touchdown, uh, and the Giants would have been on top. But I just think for the Philadelphia Eagles, and really, to be honest, with the Dallas Cowboys as well on the road, they're just not consistent enough to be able to put themselves, I think, to put themselves in that category with the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm with you with the 49ers being amongst the class right now and probably will stay amongst the class of NFC. Yeah, so what I saw from Jalen Hurts yesterday, and, you know, obviously I didn't play. I, you know, I don't have that opinion. But I think that what I saw from Jalen Hurts yesterday was better than what we've seen or been seeing and it was good enough to win a championship. And this is the reason that I say that. That throw that he made to A.J. Brown, which was kind of like a roll right uh, and then kind of dip and throw it. And he got it over the six foot four linebacker, 25, 30 yards down the field at the sideline right in A.J. Brown's breadbasket, that was probably, to me, a top five throw that I've seen this year. That was elite, that throw that he made. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, on the right sideline. Yeah. Uh, that, to, to be able to get over the defender, uh, stepping up <laughs> in the pocket, 
That was that was a great throw. It was a great throw. But he's made throws like that where I remember him coming in his rookie year. People were talking about he doesn't throw the ball hard. He he, he throws soft passes. It's like no, he throw he tries to throw with timing and he throws with placement. And that's the way you have to play the position. I mean, Brock Purdy has made a name for himself because of those type of throws thrown across the middle to to the kiddos and to the Debo Samuels and the Ayukes. And you have to be able to throw those passes. But the thing that I worry about sometimes uh, when he does hold the football, when he holds the football and he's, he's back there scrambling and running around, instead of just picking up the yards that he needs to keep the chains moving, he made one, one play that he would love to have back, I'm sure, uh, before the half when he decided to, to step back in and play instead of step out of bounds and just be able to kick the field goal. But fortunately, the referees kind of helped out a little bit with the bad <laughs> bad call uh, by saying delay a game on the Giants. Uh, there were a few questionable calls in that game that kind of kind of helped the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and I'm sure uh, the whole organization in, with the Giants was a little upset. So to my greater point, I just thought that Jalen Hurts, if you're going to say, so why didn't the Eagles blow out the Giants like they probably should? Because the Eagles are up here in our thinking and the Giants season has been over for a while. Jalen Hurts does not come in the conversation for me. He's not it. Definitely not the top three. It's not the top three. Correct. It's that defense still that the Eagles defense that just ain't right, man. It's just it, – it, look, when you're letting um, Tommy DeVito stay in the game and then Tyrod Taylor, the backup, comes in and he – I wouldn't say he lit them up, but he did – you know, author a comeback. Right. That's not good. That no. and he was, like you mentioned, one solid pass to Waller away from this being, you know, a, possibly a Giants win. Right. Uh, and if you're Matt Patricia, the new, you know, defensive coordinator for the Eagles, you got to be. You got to be very happy that you were lucky because you weren't necessarily good. That defense continues to be uh, a, 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 a sore. It's wrong. It's not good. And, you know, it doesn't matter now or it doesn't matter when you're playing the Giants because you're going to score 32, 33 points on people. But in the playoffs, when the other guys got a good defense uh, and maybe have a better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor or Tommy DeVito, you're in trouble. You got, yeah. you got problems. And that, that's something that they will continue to battle, especially from the rest of the season. Now, I know when you look at who they're playing, obviously you got to play the Giants again and uh, their next opponent. But I, it, to me, it's just – I don't think there's enough time to get it corrected for a consistent play in the playoffs. And I think what we we're seeing now, what we've seen all throughout the year is going to continue to be that way uh, going forward. Uh, but let's move to the Dallas Cowboys because we've mentioned them before in this class of who's trying to win the East and who's competing with San Francisco. 
I, I think their woes are more just on the road. And their defense is starting to get a little bit exposed as well. Teams are starting to run the football toward uh, Micah Parsons if he's on the line of scrimmage. If he's off the line of scrimmage, then he can free flow and be that linebacker that was drafted that can you know fit into the A and B gap, stop the run, uh, clog up the hole. He can do that. But if he's on the line of scrimmage, they're going to run the football at him. And then we've seen the Miami Dolphins do that. And that they play man-to-man so much uh, in Dallas, teams are just starting to attack them. Now, obviously, Tariq Hill's a different breed of wide receiver, uh, but Waddle had a good game. Their tight ends uh, elevated in Miami, uh, their play. So I think that's kind of going to be their store uh, in the in this race to try to win at the end or hopefully win the East for them or to play well in the playoffs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The way to beat the Miami Dolphins is to be physical and be more physical than them. Right. Uh, and because you can't be faster than them. They are the no. fastest team, the quickest team in the NFL. So the only way to fight that is to pound them, be more physical. And frankly, the Dallas Cowboys couldn't be that. They weren't right. that. Uh, they tried to beat the Dolphins at their own game. Uh and when it came time to be more physical, they get stopped at the one yard line uh, on a touchdown drive. They, they, right. they come away with zero points. Um, you know, when it came time to be more physical, they give up the game winning drive with three minutes to play. Uh, the Dolphins down the field uh, and they run get the football. Their, you the know, Dolphins they ran the football. Exactly. And for, you know, they get their fifth field goal of the day. So I would say to you and uh, forgive this minor disagreement. The Dolphins did prove to people that they can beat a winning team. The, the, the Cowboys have a winning record. They're 10 and four coming in They're 10 and five now internally, which is what they were thinking about and all that they care about, frankly, they were. Can we do this against a winning team? They've done it. They beat a winning team. Ghosts exercise. Go away, Casper. Meanwhile, the Cowboys, like you said, on the road, man, they're going to have to go likely on the road in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That thing, that remember last week or the week before we talked about the albatross on their shoulders? <laughs> and people, wah, <laughs> you know, that thing is on steroids now, and it's going to continue to grow. Enormous wingspan. It's eating your lunch. It's pooping on your shoulder, and you got a problem, Dallas Cowboys, because you ain't proved nothing on the road. You're you're a middling to poor team on the road, and you had a chance to show that you're not, and you shrunk. So you are what you are. You're going to go to the playoffs on the road and lose. That's it. So let, let's let's keep this same energy 
uh, as we talk the NFC. Let's move back over to the AFC because the Kansas City Chiefs, we're still trying to find answers to help Patrick Mahomes in that offense. Defensively, uh, I think from the very beginning of the season, Steve Spignolis have had this defense going where they're applying pressure and playing man on the back end a high percentage of the time and being very effective. But they're just not getting the help from the offense. The offense, I believe, has has not scored over 20 points in seven, I think, games of this season. And I think since, uh, I want to say 2019 or so, uh, they've only not scored over 20 points six times. Uh, something to that effect I read. But uh, I, I look at this, this Kansas City Chiefs team, excuse me, of the lack of weapons, but more of the lack of consistency. And it's not so much always the pinpoint the wide receivers. Patrick Mahomes isn't playing well. Travis Kelsey's not playing well. This offensive line has had some issues. Uh, and so dialing up plays to try to help and secure uh, a, a positive play has been tough, I believe. And I'll even throw this in there because no one's talking about it. I think losing Eric Bieniemy has hurt this football team this year. I really do. And I know a lot of people won't bring it up, but I think just kind of Matt Nagy has not kind of understood ways of trying to help his quarterback out. Uh, and I thought from what we've seen of a pattern of time with Eric Bieniemy, we've never really had, had this issue, even when Tariq Hill was gone. So... You mentioned the lack of Eric Bieniemy, the lack of uh, good wide receiver play, the lack of uh, consistency on the offensive line. How about the lack of focus? Because it seems to me that this is a team on offense, and that's all I'm talking about, the offense. Right. That they got other things going on. Uh, you know, they they – practice all week they script their opening plays and they can't get a handoff done in the first couple of series and then later on they practice all their trick plays they get it ready for the game and then come the, the, the time and uh pacheco can't hand off to to patrick mahomes fumble Defender picks it up, touchdown. Uh, that is a lack of focus, man. Um, Travis Kelsey losing his his mind on the sideline because he's not playing well and the offense isn't playing well. It's like an Andy Reid having to like get him back in the game, preventing him from going in the game until he gets his mind right. Um, you know, the body language on Mahomes, it's I feel like he's going to cry every time that something goes wrong. Uh, I look at his face and I'm like, oh, oh my. <laughs> and then he's complaining about them not getting the play in on time. That's Andy Reid. No focus. Matt Nagy. That's Matt Nagy. OK, Matt Nagy, too. So but ultimately, I mean. It's Andy Reid. Uh, he's the coach. That got up. He took and he took ownership of it. By the way, he took ownership of the whole offensive problem. And again, a bunch of commercials in the off season. 
uh, and I'm going to ask you about this. You got the pop singer girlfriend jacking things up or whatever. Uh, you know, you got to get her tickets. You got to get her the suite. You got to make sure somebody's in the suite that is approved. You, you got to get security. How are we going to leave the, the game? Uh, is it going to be throughout that exit or that exit so that the paparazzi doesn't catch us? And what are we going to do and where are we going to go that we don't get caught and this and that? All those things are speak to focus, in my opinion. And I'm wondering, is has it caught up with them? And I remember back in the day when I was a little boy watching you do Campbell's commercials as a grown man because you're way older than me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and I'm wondering, does that stuff uh, ever ever um, distract? Does it ever distract? And by the way, uh, I believe you were the spokesman for a company. These guys are spokesmen for like. 12 companies. Uh, and and so I, I just got to ask the question. Um, I wouldn't say that them so much off the field as far as the commercials are concerned or distractions because usually shoot those in the offseason or maybe early part of the season. Um, you bring up the Taylor Swift deal, and I brought this up even when it all started because I thought it was too much attention and hype around – the outside relationship with Travis Kelsey and and uh, Taylor Swift. Now, who do I blame more for this? I blame the NFL for this. Because remember, when this was all going on, the NFL was trying to benefit off of his relationship with her. It was They were trying to take Usher out of the performance and put Taylor Swift in the performance in the Super Bowl. They were following her. Oh, Taylor Swift is here at the game when we were talking about the Jets game. But she, she still had nine other actors and actresses in the in the uh, box with her. I mean, she had like three Marvel characters in in the box with her, which we all love Marvel and Wolverine and and all of them. So they were all in in the uh, you know in the box with her. And so it seems now every game it's almost a Taylor Swift sighting. If she's not there, and all of a sudden Travis plays bad, it becomes oh well, she you know Travis has struggled when Taylor's not there. Sue. When Taylor Swift is there and she's walking in in through the tunnel, oh, Taylor Swift is here. When she's really not kind of walking with a group, like there's no like four or five security with her. Like she's in a box with with Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift's, or excuse me, and, and uh, Travis Kelsey's boys, and uh, whatever it may be. Uh, so I, I just think the NFL and media has blown this thing up so much where it's become a distraction because those questions are now going to the players and the players are starting to, I think, get a little irritated with, it, especially when you're not playing well, when you're playing well, everybody's loving it. You know, the team's taking pictures with Taylor. They're hanging out probably at Travis's house, whatever it may be. Now you're looking at the struggles continue to pile up from the play calling from the organizations, uh, the way that they look out there uh, to the preparation to the production. And this is now starting to become a problem for the Kansas City Chiefs because it's not so much a football anymore. It's it's football and everything else. And when everything else becomes more than just football, then this is what you see on, on the field. So let's let's 
turn the hands of time back a little bit. There was a dynasty in the NFL not too long ago. The New England Patriots had a pretty nice run for 20 years. And I don't remember Bill Belichick ever being in commercials asking about nuggies. Um, I don't remember, uh, you know, anyone making a big Tom Brady wasn't in, you know, prolific in commercial making. Neither was anyone else on that team. They they just kind of it was football. And so when things went wrong and oftentimes things go wrong in the NFL, they're all human. Right. No one ever said, aha, <laughs> it's it's your outside interests because they didn't have any. Their entire focus, their entire view of the world was, I have to win football games. The Chiefs have opened the door, unwittingly or not, and whether it matters or not, they opened the door to, okay, you're not winning. You don't look like you have attention. Your attention span has been (laughs) challenged. You're not focused in game. You're doing commercials and you're dating pop singers and you're handling tickets for her posse and you're doing these other things and you're doing your podcasts and you know, you're doing all these other things and you're fighting with Aaron Rodgers about the vax. Why aren't you focused on football? Because it's football. That's the only reason you have all these other things going. So I don't think it's the media. I'm not going to take that. It's not the media's fault. It's not the NFL. They opened the door. The Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Well, let me let me add to that because remember there was there was different times. Social media was not a part of uh, our lives at that particular time when we were playing. But they also had a tight end that. He kind of had some fun as well while he was playing in New England, that being Rob Gronkowski. Now, Rob Gronkowski had a whole lot of fun with his his boat cruise, with him and his brothers, uh, and him and his dad, and, and the whole fa- the Gronkowski family, and the parties and everything else that they had, and the book signings, and and, and all of this. So, yeah, New England has, had uh, a player or two that uh, – was stepping out of the boundary a little bit from what we've seen. Now, Bill Belichick and Andy Reid, two different personalities. Uh, I don't think too many companies would kind of go to Bill and think that they would be able to sign Bill on for a commercial or a sponsorship. Tom Brady at that time, Tom Brady doesn't have the personality of, of uh, Patrick Mahomes. So uh, I did a commercial with Tom, with Hershey's back then. And uh, let's just say that I was asked uh, to help Tom out a little bit with with his personality, uh, because he was a little bit of kind of even kill uh, at that particular time. And Tom dated a movie star or two or three at that particular time in New England as well. So social media and the cameras weren't so much following Tom because Tom's Tom's social life went too far away from uh, what we've seen in Travis Kelsey. Not Patrick Mahomes, because Patrick has his high school sweetheart. Um, But I, I look at it in a sense, of the two different times. And that's why I say with the media attention with social media and now podcasts and all this other stuff that these guys have an opportunity to be a part of and, and 
and get involved in, now all of a sudden it's become more hype. It's become more hype, and these these guys are taking either advantage of it or it's starting to wear on them and they're playing production where we're talking about it more than their play, and that's becoming more of a problem. Bro, I almost crapped my pants because I thought you were going to talk about when you started talking about the tight end getting attention, I thought you were going to talk about Aaron Hernandez. And I'm like, no, no, no. I was like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, he got some attention, by the way. He got some attention. Oh, oh, goodness. (laughs) Uh, But Donovan, it's not like the Patriots dynasty came during the Neanderthal age. You make it sound like it happened. I mean, they won the Super Bowl in 2019. Yes. I had social media in 2019. I, Tom Brady was on social media in 2019. Everybody well, was. Tom was also Tom was also about 20 years in the league almost at that time. But I'm talking more heyday back when I played and back when you were like 45 uh, at that time back in, <laughs> where we had sky pagers, we had cell phones that flipped. Uh, and then they finally decide to go more to uh, the conventional cell phones that we see now. But I'm talking more in the 2004, 2003, the 2010. Um, I'm talking more into that era. Not so much of the 2012 because I retired then. But even if you go 2010 to 2013, 14, that's what I'm talking about. That was when New England... All of a sudden, it was the the New England way, the Patriot way, but they still kind of have some outliners a little bit, and that being Rob Gronkowski uh, and Tom's social life at that particular time. Uh, but, you know, it was still a little bit of comparison not to where it is right now, and I think it's hype now. It's, let's just let's move on to, to that because, yeah, you went to the Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. We're not going there. <laughs> but let's still stay with, the ratings aspect of where football is and where football was played from this weekend and obviously on Christmas Day compared to the NBA, where the NBA has been always dominant when it comes to games played on Christmas and where the ratings are. Do we think that this is going to be a a competition going forward where we're clashing with the NBA and fighting over time? So the NBA, I got to give them props. Uh, I got to give the NBA props because years ago they saw an opening that on Christmas Day, uh, typically during the week, particularly, um, there was an opening, you know, families, like we mentioned, the in-laws and the outlaws are at your house and uh, people gather and they turn on the TV and you got NBA games on, and right. that was Christmas, right? The the Celtics and and the Lakers and the Heat and somebody else and somebody the else. Sixers, yeah, exactly. So they they got this little niche for themselves, and then the NFL noticed, <laughs> and the NFL said, "I think we're bigger than you," <laughs> and I think. We are nothing if not competitive. And so come Christmas now, the last couple of years, uh, NBA games on, you know, on ESPN or TNT or whoever. And then here comes the NFL 
you know, with the big foot going, okay, we're going to set up like three games, one o'clock, four o'clock, eight o'clock, and we'll see who gathers the ratings. And what I would say to you is yesterday, uh, the Chiefs at one o'clock, yeah, I'm watching that game, not necessarily Milwaukee and the Canucks. Uh, uh, four o'clock, the Giants and the Eagles. The Giants at the Eagles, New York and Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm watching that game, not necessarily the Lakers and Boston because it's not Magic versus Larry Bird. But it's and, also LeBron versus Jaden T- Jason Tatum. Yeah, I don't care about them. Um, and, and so uh, they're Magic, Larry Bird, LeBron, Jason Tatum. Really? <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, I don't know anything about basketball. And I know Magic and Larry Bird is bigger than LeBron and Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum? Come on. <laughs> I mean, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum and Larry Bird walked down the street, two opposite streets of Boston. Which one draws the crowd? Depends on the era. It depends no, no, no. On the- today. today. <laughs> Come on. I think. I think people would look at Larry Bird and go, who's that old dude? But no. then they'll look at Jason Tatum and go, <laughs> not, hey, not in Boston. Me. What are you doing? <laughs> not in Boston. Not, not in Boston. <laughs> anyway, the, the bottom line, and then last night, you got the two best teams in the NFL going right. at it. And they were the NBA was answering with, who was it? The, Sun, the Suns and the Mavs. The Suns and the Mavs and also the Heat. And somebody that they beat the 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 seventy uh, sixers, the seventy sixers. I mean, when the ratings come out, I predict it is going to be ugly for the NBA. And so, what I further predict is any Christmas that is on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, the NBA can have that. But if Christmas falls on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, the NFL is going to dominate. Well, I think what in the situation that we're talking about right now, as far as Monday is concerned, Monday night football is, is kind of king. It's always been king for the NFL. Uh, Thursday night football has kind of come around where we've had some clunkers over the years. Uh, but Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, and and even somewhat Thursday, but more Tuesday, Wednesday for the NBA has always been uh, one that has stood out. But when you need to talk about Christmas, I agree. Um, you know, football is always king. Thanksgiving, football is always king. Uh, and so I, I think for the ratings are concerned, we only had for the NFL three games on Christmas. On for the NBA, I believe there were almost five or six games because the Nuggets played the Warriors. You talked about Milwaukee and the Knicks, uh, 76ers in Miami, to the Suns and Mavericks, and also the Lakers and Celtics, which that is still a big rival. And at the end of it all, of who played this week, LeBron still stands out. And everyone's going to watch the Lakers-Celtics. And I'm sure they were going back and forth if they were a little little torn in between. Uh, But at this point, I mean – I think the ratings may come out just a little bit more for the NFL because of the magnitude of these games that were played. And the NBA knows, obviously, they haven't even gotten an all-star break. Uh, So that's when things turn around for the NBA. But uh, it's going to be interesting next season 
to see um, what may transpire because Christmas won't be on Monday. So now we're stepping in, in a little deep in the deep water in the NBA. So that competition is going to now take another turn, I believe. Yeah. Um, it, it The NBA had more games. Yeah. I think that when we see the ratings and we see the, the numbers, I think the NFL will have more eyes. Yeah. Um, uh, just fewer games, more viewers. And and they're smart, man. I mean, New York, the Giants stink, but it's a huge market, obviously. Uh, you know, uh, Philadelphia, a huge market, obviously. The mm -hmm. Chiefs and Raider Nation, huge attention span. Uh, and then, you know, it just so happens that the two best teams at night, that's hard to fight. Even even for LeBron, even for you know Jason Tatum or whoever, uh, <laughs> Jason Tatum. Uh, hey, Armando, who, who's the, who's the All Star guard in Dallas? I don't freaking. I don't know. This is a foreign all, guy. All our listeners and viewers, hey, listen, I'm gonna get Armando going. And having them understand that the Knicks have Jalen Brunson, uh, Joel Embiid in Philly, LeBron in, in L.A., Jason Tatum and and Jalen Brown in Boston, and then the Suns with KD and Devin Booker, and they're still waiting on Bradley Bill. We'll get them going. But join us again on our show coming up Thursday here, right before the new year, where we give you everything that you're looking for. And we'll hit you with a little explosion before the new year starts. And we may add a little bit more NBA just for Armando. So join us again here at the five spot. We got what you need and what you're looking for.